now. And we're going to get right to the podcast. So Matt, you can start us off. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Group 8 podcast. Today, we would like to discuss the important topic of why it is important to have students take or be taught a foreign language in school. It is important for other countries, more specifically in Europe, to learn another language, more often than not being English. So why are Americans not expected to learn the languages of other countries? Kicking us off with why English is almost seen as a universal language is Matthew. All right. So what I wanted to talk about was the idea of imperialism. So I believe that the reason why Americans and some people, some people in other countries believe that you only need to learn English is because of imperialism in the 1760s, because the English became the most predominant country in the entire world during that time. And they forced their religious values, their culture, and their language on um, other people throughout the entire world. And because of that, one of the side effects is many countries now uh, have a very strong secondary language of English because of the English colonies in the past. So one of the quotes I had was, language has long been connected to imperialism. Empires often force the imperial language onto colonies and education systems as a way to transform people's cultures and identities. And this whole issue of imperialism even uh, even created a new term called linguistic imperialism, which is the imposition of one language on speakers of other languages, is also known as linguistic nationalism, language, linguistic dominance, and language imperialism. In our time, the global expansion of English has often been cited as the primary example of linguistic imperialism. And what I wanted to ask everyone is, how do you think the world would be different if the imperialistic era never existed? And would language diversity become a bigger subject in our schools and have a bigger impact on society? Well, I guess what you're saying is that's why people in a lot of different countries speak English, because they were colonized by the English, and then those settlers forced the language onto the native people. And the same probably goes for Spanish, since I know that Spain colonized a lot of land in Central and South America, and now those people speak Spanish. Um, and to answer your question, I think the world would be a lot more linguistically and culturally diverse if the imperialistic era never existed, because um, during that time, these settlers um, tried to make their culture almost homogeneous and wipe out the culture of the native people they were colonizing. Yeah, I completely agree because the colonizers didn't really care about the cultures they were taking over. All they cared about was profits. So they wanted to make things as streamlined and easy for themselves as possible, which was forcing their language onto the citizens by using different schooling systems that only benefited them and not the actual society they were giving the schooling for. I completely agree with you guys. I think that language diversity would definitely be a bigger subject in our schools. And I think we would have a lot more languages existing in the world today um, if the imperialistic era never existed, because people would be able to keep their ideals and their cultures going rather than being forced to become English and learn about their um, cultures and way of life. So thanks, Matthew and Julia. Uh, now we move on to the topic of English in the classrooms. Um, and throughout the world. Well, this is a quote from a journal article called "The Globalization of English and English in the and and the English Language Classroom." Um, and the quote is: "The term globalization of English can be interpreted in at least three ways. It can refer to the increasing intrusion of the English language into the lives um, of town and city dwellers all around the world. This is a worrying phenomenon." Not only does it threaten to contaminate or wipe out 
local languages and cultures, but it also skews the socioeconomic order in favor of those who are proficient in English. How should the non-English speakers of the world react? So what this is basically saying is that, you know, the amount of English speakers in the world is growing and it's causing other languages to fade out. And it's also causing people who speak English to have more power and have uh, almost like an upper hand um, in, you know, the work world. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, I completely agree with that idea. Um, it, it's sad to think that if you know English and you can speak it well, you're probably better off in most countries in general um, with being able to do, you know, like trade deals or just having a simple job because they find that to be such an important value to teach. Like I know in a lot of Asian speaking countries, just being able to speak English fluently can earn you a lot of money compared to the average system. Like in Taiwan, um, I know they have tutoring systems there where you don't even have to have a degree in teaching English, but as long as you're a fluent speaker, they'll pay you way above average compared to the average citizens um, pay just to teach their kids English, which I find is kind of like very backwards. Um, I feel like this whole idea of like just knowing English and being able to have, be higher up than everyone else is kind of just like sad. And I'm hoping that in the future, we can have more values towards different languages so that like in the in the workforce, there'll be more like different language departments possibly so they can like talk to people better instead of just having one person try and learn all the different languages to use instead. But I do find it quite sad that English is just like the most common language seen with throughout the workforce. Yeah. And then it also translates into the schools because students who are bilingual may feel that they need to speak English instead of their first language in order to be successful even in school. And students who speak non-traditional English may feel like they need to code switch or change the way they speak in order to fit in, which leads to a loss of linguistic diversity and cultural identity, even at a very young age. Yeah, I completely agree. Well, I agree with that as well. Like the globalization of English, even in like U.S. schools, it makes like those immigrant children or even just multilingual children in general think that they have to like perfect their English and not have an accent just to fit in with the majority to avoid being bullied or anything like that. It's just creating a very harsh environment to grow up in for those type of children. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, thank you, Julie and Bibliana. Now onto Daniela, where she explains what language barriers are and why there's a language gap in the US. Okay, so most Americans have a mindset that as a country, we're not good at languages, that they're tough and that they're challenging. I mean, that maybe only academically gifted students can do it. And I think it's a false idea. Most of the rest of the world grows up bilingually with the knowledge of more than one language, it just hasn't become normal in the United States. We need to enforce creating a new norm where it's perfectly normal for someone to grow up learning two languages. These language barriers are so significant and important and it's unfortunate for those who deal with it as people who are not a part of the problem are not as understanding as they should be. Language barriers are a serious challenge faced by many foreigners. They often create misunderstandings and can make foreigners feel isolated. In an article written by Language Integration Barrier Barriers, it states, language barriers can make refugees feel isolated, hopeless, and antisocial, which often leads to depression. Struggling 
with speaking and comprehension makes it difficult for refugees to make friends with American peers and can unfortunately make them a target for bullying. It also leads to a lack of confidence, inhibiting many from speaking up and participating in class and ultimately miss job and educational opportunities. Young refugees are impacted by their parents' language barrier as well. If their parents struggle with English, the kids often have to serve as an interpreter and take on more responsibility at home. I think we don't sit back to understand and really take in the amount of parents and students and families in general who need people to hear them and let them know they are not alone and we can fix this norm we have got in our society these days. I think what Daniela said is really important and should definitely be talked about more, especially when talking about America's view on other languages and how people automatically assume that they're difficult and only students that are academically gifted can learn a new language and how untrue this is. These language barriers create a stereotype for Americans about how language is difficult and something everyone could and should learn. Thus, not many people want to take a new language or learn one in school, especially um, if they think it's too hard, which is really upsetting for a lot of kids who speak other languages and grow up with immigrant families or grow up um, either coming from other countries, makes them, you know, as Daniela said, makes them depressed, makes them anxious. They feel isolated that, that they can't speak. And that's something that no child um, should experience in the classroom. And I think our jobs as teachers should be to help students feel more comfortable in the classroom. And I think that with these new incorporations of different languages, they can feel more accepted. Can I add something? Of course. Um, I think, you know, maybe part of the reason why people think, you know, it's too hard, quote, quote, too hard to learn a language is because we start teaching languages when students are too old. You know, maybe we should start teaching la languages in elementary school that might make it easier for them to learn it if they're starting at a younger age. I think yeah, that's I great. Think yeah. yeah, like I completely agree. Also, I feel like some kids may feel um like scared trying to learn a new language when they see the only examples that, like when they only see examples of people being completely fluent that could seem like a like a hard task to try and like catch up to being able to be as fluent as they are with english or with whatever language they're speaking with another so i feel like kind of like making a like an environment where just being able to like learn a few words at a time and trying to piece things together is also completely fine so it gives them more of like an idea like, like more of like a learning environment instead of just having an ultimate goal that they're trying to go for Um, okay, so Danielle, did you want to add something? No, I completely agree with what Matthew said about people feel like they're not going to be able to catch up to the fluent speakers, so they just think that they shouldn't try at all. But if we start from a young age, like it really wouldn't take that long, especially young children can learn and pick things up much quicker. So I feel like that would really help. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. Uh, thanks, everyone. Now moving on to how administrators and teachers feel about foreign languages being incorporated into schools and in the classroom. So I found a quote from what the U.S. can learn from other countries in regards to fostering foreign language proficiency. So this is that some administrators feel that limited that the limited time in the school day precludes offering a well uh, articulated language program. So personally, when I was in elementary school, they did offer um, Italian, 
like all throughout um, elementary school. But the issue was that there wasn't enough funding to keep the same teacher every year. So the curriculum would always be repeated. So it wasn't like we were learning and developing like more skills in the language. We were kind of just like repeating the same things. And like there was no motivation to keep learning the language because we weren't really like expanding on any knowledge with the new teacher every single like grade. And um, I think it's said that like in America, there's less importance placed on learning foreign languages as they choose to focus on other subjects more. So it could be assumed that foreign language learning is not the top priority in American education as it is in other foreign education systems because of how English has been established as that international language. And like, it makes it seem like our, um, as if we don't want to make time for other languages, like it should just not um, be as important compared to like other educational systems, like in Europe, where they, most children are learning like three languages as they grow up, like they learn their native language, English, along with other languages as well. Yeah. I also think like one of the reasons why there's such a small focus on learning a new language in America is just because of um proximity to other countries near us. Because in Europe, um, their countries are pretty much the size of our states, and each country they have in Europe is significantly different in culture, and they all have their own different languages. But in America, we all kind of are a, like a homogenous English-speaking nation, and above us where Canada is almost all of them speak English too. The only like the only like uh, section that doesn't speak only English is Quebec since it was a French colony. So they also speak predominantly French there. So I feel like a lot of people don't feel much of like a push to want to learn a new language in America because the only other nation that really has a different language to us is Mexico. That's why I see so many American schools. The biggest language that people are taking other than if they're learning English is Spanish because they feel like that's the only other country they'll really interact with because it's the closest in our area. So I wonder like if there was maybe like if America was like broken down into like smaller parts or if there was like states that had specifically different languages, would there be more of a push in our like school system to want to teach other languages other than just Spanish? Again, like What's it called? You don't have to have like an answer for this. It's kind of like more like just like a subjective question because I feel like like the argument for like, you know, like why kids are learning so many languages in Europe is because of proximity. You know, like if I were to live, for example, like in Germany, I have Poland right next to me with, you know, Polish and I have so many other nations around me that speak different languages. I feel like one of the big reasons why they feel the need to learn different languages is because they don't want to kind of wash out everyone else's culture and forcing them to learn English, which I think is a fantastic thing. Um, so I'm kind of like hoping in the future with American schools will kind of try and push the idea of learning not just Spanish, but other languages too. Like, I think it'd be like a cool idea to maybe like um, give a kids like also like an end goal of being like, oh, what language would you want to learn to maybe visit a different country in the future, you know? So you could like immerse yourself in the culture more. Like let's say for example, like you have a very big interest in going to Germany later on in your life and be like trying to push kids to want to be like learn German, like learn German so they can fit in better in Germany when they go on a vacation. But things like that, I think would be a good way to keep to like get kids into like the the language a bit more. Because I feel like a lot of kids just choose Spanish because that's like the one that most people choose, or it's the country that's closest to us compared to you know across the entire Atlantic Ocean. Well, I think like kind of what you were saying about 
people learning more languages in Europe, like, uh, you know, the countries are so close to each other and it's so easy to just travel from one country to the next. Like, you know, they, the, the train system's really good. And like, sometimes you don't even need a passport to get from one country to the next in Europe. So it's a really good skill to be bilingual or trilingual or whatever in Europe. So then you can go to different countries and still be able to communicate. Um, and I think another reason that, um, well, I have two reasons why, um, you know, other language aren't, aren't really, other languages aren't really prioritized in uh, U.S. schools. Kind of like what Bibian was saying, um, you know, like if the administrators uh, and whoever's, you know, um, in control of the budget isn't, um, you know, prioritizing paying for language teachers, then, you know, they're not, the, the program's not going to be able to run, like what you were saying, your example you gave. And then, you know, because of that, if the school isn't pushing that it's important, the students aren't going to think it's important either. And they might be more focused on like, you know, their math classes, their science classes, whatever they want to pursue a career in, rather than focusing on their foreign language classes. And I think it's really the role of the teachers to, um, you know, show students uh, the importance of learning a second language and the importance of learning about other cultures. Yeah, no, like, I, I completely agree. Like, I remember, like, when I was in high school, like, I took Spanish just because I didn't know what other language I wanted to take because my school only, like, even though my school had a pretty good budget, we think, we, I think we, uh, we had five or six foreign languages you could take in high school, but the only one I really wanted was Polish, but it's a very unpopular language in America because I want to be able to talk to my grandparents in their native language. So for me, I kind of, I kind of felt disconnected. I was just kind of like, I really don't want to learn any of these other languages, but I don't have the language I want available in my school so I feel like trying to increase funding towards maybe um like multilingualism in schools would be a great way to have it because I think uh right now they're kind of worried about you know having the class sizes big enough to validate having these teachers in the schools which I think would be like another big push is trying to fund the schools more so they could have more programs like these available to everyone Yeah, I really agree with that. I think that funding also plays a big role in this type of thing. And I think a lot of schools are afraid that if they, you know, put in a new language, no one's going to want to take it. And then they would be paying a teacher for no reason. But I think they kind of also underestimate that how many students actually do want to learn other languages. Um, and I think that actually, as we said before, incorporating it in elementary school is something that we really should start doing. That way, these students get a chance to maybe, maybe it is easier for them and maybe they get a chance to be introduced to these things at a younger age. So when they're a little bit older, they're not just pressured to feel like they need to learn Spanish. Yeah, like that, that's a good point. Like if they're, if they're learning it when they're younger and they, they get their interests, like they become interested in it when they're younger, they'll be more motivated to want to learn a new language. You know, they'll, they'll, if they start when they're younger, they'll, they'll form a passion for it, you know? All right. Well, thanks everyone. Now, why does the U.S. not have a mandatory, uh, a mandatory to learn foreign language with the rest of the world? Why do students feel as though language isn't important? Um, well, I found a quote from a research place that says that the U.S. doesn't have a nationwide foreign language mandate at any level of education, and many students allow individual school districts to set language requirements for high school graduation, and primary schools have a very low rate of even offering a foreign language as a course. Some foreign language learning standards can be met by taking non-language classes. 
Um, California only requires one course in either arts or a foreign language for all high school students. So this is kind of saying that the U.S. doesn't necessarily have a foreign language mandate like almost all countries in Europe, and some even require students to learn English, yet the U.S. doesn't make it mandatory to learn another language. Um, this quote explains how many elementary schools and even high schools in America have very low rates of foreign languages, and some states, since the requirement depends on each state, require students to choose between a language or an art credit in order to graduate. So some students might not even have to take a foreign language. This can cause students to grow up with a narrow mindset and not be exposed to all the different cultures and languages um, in the world, thus not being more open to learning other languages and cultures they've never heard of. Um, learning foreign languages is so important because it allows students to broaden their minds and know about other languages and cultures. And um, another quote is that despite all these reasons to learn a foreign language, there have been steep decline in foreign language institution in American colleges and universities. Um, reasons for this are because of lingering effects of the Great Recession, declining enrollment, and more college dropping language requirements. So for the purpose, modern language association study programs are, um, are course offerings given during the semester, not entire departments. Part of the problem, they say, is that few students in America, just 20% study a foreign language at the K-12 level. At college level, the number drops even more, with only 7.5% of students enrolling in foreign language course. And that percent has been steadily declining in recent years. It could be due to the fact that simple um, colleges have foreign language requirements, have dropped that foreign language requirements, or students may simply not see potential career benefiting from studying a foreign language. To put these statistics into perspective, consider the fact that Europe studying a foreign language is nearly a ubiquitous experience. This is because mostly European countries, unlike the US, have a nation level mandate that requires foreign language instruction. Um, there's not many languages being offered in the US and this is decreasing due to these economic issues or less enrollment in colleges and even colleges dropping the requirement to take this language course to graduate. So some students don't even wanna take it because they can't see themselves finding a career with benefits to studying another language. All right, thanks Sophia. So what can we do about trying to get kids more involved with, uh, with learning foreign languages? So a quote that I found was that research shows that motivation is essential to learning another language, whether that motivation stems from a desire to communicate um, with a relative or a loved one in a foreign language, or to better understand literature or works of art, such as opera, that they were originally producing, produced in another language. So motivation is just something that can get children interested in learning, which helps at a young age. And this motivation doesn't even have to be from a teacher. It can be from relatives, communities, or friends that may take pride in their culture or want to teach others um, and can get students more interested in learning another language. So our jobs as teachers is to help motivate these children, especially if we want to be in elementary education. We could really push for having students being able to learn other languages that they might not even know about and maybe teaching them more about other countries. That way they can have a broader mindset when coming when they're older. Um, and yeah, I think it's really important. Yeah. Um, I mean, the only, the only good thing about the increase in English speakers is that it allows for more of a universal language and people from all over the world are able to communicate and connect. But I understand that, um, you know, as more people learn English, smaller languages fade away. So I think, um, you know, we should push for l learning 
secondary languages in addition to learning English, learning both to keep the cultural diversity alive, but also to be able to communicate with a wide variety of people. I completely agree with Julia. We should all work together to emphasize the importance of multilingualism in the U.S. and make sure kids grow up learning about all the other languages that are present in the world so that they don't fade away like she said. Yeah, I agree with you guys. I think that multilingualism is so important in the classroom. It has so many benefits, as we mentioned before, and it can even reduce prejudice. Studies have shown that students who take multicultural classes have a better understanding of other cultures and are less likely to stereotype and be prejudiced towards others. It is also known that younger kids can pick up different languages quicker than adults can, so introducing different languages in early elementary school would be easier. Teachers can make fun activities for kids to learn about different cultures and languages, especially since America is full of immigrants from all around the world. And with that being said, we would like to thank you for joining or coming to our podcast.